a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome back. That's right. Welcome back. Isn't that Welcome Back Cotter? But this is not Welcome Back Cotter. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Monday morning, coming at you, live from the high des. You guys are dragging ass a little bit. Maybe this podcast will help you guys out. Get some coffee. Listen in. It's going to be fun. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, Accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. They have low prices. They have unparalleled customer service and free, badass, free, three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. I thank you guys that have reached out to me and told me that you guys went shopping at RockyMountainATVMC.com. I appreciate it, and if you haven't, I would really, really be grateful. It helps us keep this thing going, and um, those guys are uh, very cool. Like I said before, they're out Loretta Lynn's. They support the sport, so let's support them. Also on board with us, too, new sponsor alert, Rutted Racing. That's right. Rutted Racing brings a more fitted and more comfortable apparel line to the off-road racing community. You know what? Noticing in the industry, the only way to get a long enough shirt for that taller guy was to get an oversized one that looks lame. You don't want that. So the owner, Clint, he's a 6'5 foot guy, and uh, his wife, April, took it in their own hands to bring something new to the off-road racing world. A longer, more fitted men's clothing and softer, more comfortable fitting women's and children's apparel. Whether you're a taller rider looking for shirts that fit or an average height rider, Looking for a longer yet wider, not wider cut, because you don't want to look all bulky, right? Rutted Racing has you covered. You can check out Rutted Racing entire product line at ruttedracing.com. And please give those guys a follow on Instagram at Rutted Racing. Thank you, Clint. I appreciate you guys coming on board. And uh, that's right. Like I said, Monday morning. Hopefully you guys are uh, getting your week started. Back to school week. Aiden just bailed out. Sixth grader. Crazy. But uh, more importantly, we're here to talk about dirt bikes, not back to school. So today we're going to talk about the 2018 KX250F. Haven't ridden a 250F, I don't know, in a little while. It's been a bit. But uh, Kawasaki uh, had their introduction last month that I couldn't make it out to. So I had Tyler Bowers um, go uh, do the first introduction for me, do a first impression. And just to flash back to that, you can go to keyforinktesting.com and read all of everything that Tyler had to say. Or you can go to pulpmx.com and read some of the things that I felt um, when I wrote it. Um, but going back to Tyler, um, he was actually a really good um, guy for feedback. I was pretty shocked. 
Um, his writing skills were good when he sent me his information. Like, I was really blown away. I thought I was have to going to have to edit it a lot, but I didn't really have to edit that much. So uh, if you want to check out what he thought about um, the 250F, you can read it. And yeah, Kawasaki did give him a bike to ride, a 450, but um, straight up, before I even told Tyler to do this, I just said, hey man, um, I want some honest feedback. If it's if a piece of crap, you tell me it's a piece of crap. If it's not, um, then, you know, write some good stuff about it, but I don't want a bunch of fluff just because, uh, you know, Kawasaki gave you a bike. And he reassured me. I know him. He's, uh, he's a no-bullshit kind of guy, so... Anyway, you can go check it out at keyforinktesting.com. I think it's cool to what pros think about the bike, not just at us average Joes out there. Um, so last year's KX250F, I think, pretty much was in the middle of the, the board and shootouts between third and fourth. Uh, really couldn't beat the Yamaha or the KTM and Husky. I know in the Dirt Rider shootout, um, I think it got... I want to say it got third. I think it got third or fourth. Uh, I got to look back on that, but uh, it was a pretty good bike. The only thing that really held it back was uh, some suspension. You know, the SFF fork um, was kind of harsh, um, and the motor lacked a little bit of pulling power. So compared to the Yamaha and KTM, so um, Kawasaki went to work. They came back for 2018 with a lot of updates on the engine side and some revalve suspension settings um, for the SFF fork and the show of, the show of shock. So you can read all those. You can go to keyforinktesting.com and check out that. Or you can go to pulpmx.com and check out all what they changed. Um, but as far as, you know, getting a better machine, you know, we always talk about, oh, it's a better bike. Every, every year you see not even... You know, I'm guilty of this too. We always say, "Oh, it's a better, it's a better Kawasaki. Oh, it's a better Yamaha. You know, it's a better, it's a better bike than last year's." Well, we kind of say that every year. So if the bike is getting better every year, why isn't it getting better in shootouts? You know, and some of these other bikes aren't changing a lot, and they're finishing um, higher up um, than the Kawasaki. So I was actually stoked to hear that Kawasaki boosted. Um, some horsepower in that thing. Not that it wasn't fast, um, but it just lacked some torque and some pulling power. So I got on this thing a couple days before I went to Loretta's and went to two separate tracks on two separate days. One was a dry, beat-up track, and one was um, a prepped, ripped, you know, Glen Helen track. So um, between those two, I really got a feel of a motor, of the engine feel, and the suspension and chassis. So, um, really quick, just just kind of going to briefly go over some engine things that I felt on the 2018 versus the 2017. Um, right away, when you get on the bike, just like last year's bike, it has really really good throttle response. It's very crisp. Um, the FI settings, you know, you can change the couplers, and we'll talk about the couplers in a minute, but. It has a really good, clean feeling. Um, so comparing the Kawasaki, I'm going to compare a little bit the engine feel to the Yamaha. And like I said, it is a better engine. Right away, I could tell that the 2018 motor is better than the 2017. That's very, very noticeable. Like We'll go back to the testing terms. Um, if baseline 2017 KX250F was a 3, this 
2018 version of the engine was a 3.25. So it's uh, it's very it's very noticeable. You could probably notice if you had a back-to-back bike to compare, you can notice it right away. Um, but torque feeling is still not up to the par, up to par like the Yamaha YZ250F. The Yamaha YZ250F is very torquey. You can almost lug it like a 450. Um, the the Kawasaki the 18 has really good throttle response, probably as good as a Yamaha, but torque feel right out of the corner is not as good as a Yamaha. So did they improve? Yes, a little bit better, but not as good as a Yamaha. Where they did improve and where I feel like it's very comparable is to the Yamaha is the mid-range pulling power. The 2018, once you get out of a corner and you start shifting into third, it pulls noticeably better um, than last year's bike and very similar to the YZ250F. I was I was blown away. So the changes that they did make made a, quite a bit of difference in the mid-range. And when you kind of transition from the mid-range to the top end, it stretched, at, stretched it out. So if you're rolling out of a corner in second gear on the Kawasaki and you just go to accelerate, it revs out farther. Um, I would say it actually revs out farther than the YZ250F. Um, the YZ250F is known to be a great bottom to mid-range, you know, engine character. Um, and now um, the Kawasaki seems to be a little bit better in the mid-range to top end characters, even revs out farther. So um, I was really impressed with the feeling that I had um, going up the hills of Glen Helen and shifting into the third. Last year's bike kind of fell off just a little bit, and uh, I really didn't like having to use the clutch that much but with the 18 man it it really uh it pulls from second to third that gap um that i was that that was feeling and i was missing last year it filled that in so i was uh really stoked with that um going to the couplers you know kawasaki off instead of like you know changing maps on the on the map switch on your handlebar kawasaki has these couplers which is really easy to change and uh I always usually, uh, usually, oh, I usually go to a lean coupler, and I tried that with this bike, and it actually enhanced the torque feeling um, that I wanted out of the bottom end. Even going with the lean coupler, it still is not as good as a YZ250F, but it gets closer. So I, I'm stoked on this Kawasaki engine. I was a big fan of the Yamaha engine. Uh, this Kawasaki closed the gap to Yamaha. Um, for those of you guys asking me what about a KTM, the KTM has really smooth roll-on power delivery and then just climbs insanely through mid to top end. I would say the Kawasaki has more torque than a KTM, not as much as a Yamaha, and mid-range pulling power, I would say, is as good as a KTM, but KTM rules the roost with... Uh, top end and over rev but kawasaki has closed the gap and i'm really excited to get all these bikes together to really feel the engine on uh and compare them all together because i feel like kawasaki um made some strides in uh engine character suspension um i'm not a fan of the showa sff um fork so for those of you that are not familiar the SFF is a single-sided spring fork. It's not an air fork like 
its older brother, the 450. It uh, has one side has um, a spring in it, and the other side has all the, the valving and things that you can adjust. So you can adjust the preload on this fork. Um, Kawasaki went to a softer spring for 2018 to get some more comfort, which on paper was better because last year's fork, um, a lot of riders were complaining about harshness and deflection um, when you're on the gas. The bike always seemed to kind of want to hunt and peck and, and deflect. And it, it, With this fork, I don't want to say it pulls to one side like you can just feel it pulling, but it just has a different feel compared to you know, a normal dual coil spring fork. It just always seems to hunt and peck. And when I mean hunt and peck, I mean when you're on the throttle and that front wheel is light, it just always kind of dances around and it's like looking for it's like looking for something, right? So that's what I mean by hunt and pecking. And uh, the fork on this new bike is better. Um, how much better? Very, very little. They added more comfort, I think, on acceleration, so it doesn't hunt and peck as much. But on D-Cell, I feel like it's it's a little bit divey for me. I'm 170 pounds. Um, Tyler, um, what when he rode, he was up to 200, and he uh, didn't mention that much about it. He said he felt a little bit, you know, it it, it dove in the you know in the stroke a little bit, but it still felt comfortable. Um, when I was in the hi the hills at Glen Helen coming down, and it started to get rough during the day, I noticed that it gets deep into the stroke, and it kind of leaves the rear end to kind of wiggle and then almost when you get into the corner and start to to start your corner it's deep in the stroke and you get a knifing sensation so i wanted to bring that up a little bit so i stiffened the preload um and i went i tried one click and then two clicks so i went end up going too stiffer on the preload um too stiffer on the compression and I opened up, so I quickened the rebound, just one. I tried stiffening the rebound and slowing it down, but I felt it started to get a little harsh, so I wanted to open that back up, and that helped that sensation. So going two on the preload will help keep that up a little bit. Um, is it a huge drastic change? No. Um, but it will help you a little bit if you have some hills at your track and uh, you want to bring that front end up a little bit. Now, for the tracks that aren't, really hilly um the fork is is not bad so it does pick up all that small square edge stuff like i said on acceleration better and on flatter type tracks with no hills d-cell bumps it, it's not bad if you have a harder uh, base dirt and the d-cell bumps are are a little bit stiffer harder um, feeling um when you go to a softer type track with bigger bumps and softer type of bumps, I feel like it is um, too soft. And um, I don't really like that sensation coming into corners. But um, overall, you know, the fork itself um, is more comfortable. I just think um, it's just a little bit too soft for my liking. So it's, it's a tough fork to set up because... You know, now they're doing what everybody wants them to do. They want them to go softer, which they did on the spring. But I think they need to change the valving a little bit to maybe um, adjust for the spring. I felt like uh, 
the whole front end itself was just a little bit too soft for my aggressive riding style. Um, going back to the shock, I honestly feel like the shock has a lot of um, capability and a lot of uh, performance and comfort rolled into one, but that front end is kind of holding it back. Um, so I ran the shock sag at 105, and that seemed to be a pretty good balance um, on most tracks. I even went to 103 um, on flatter type tracks, not, you know, not a hilly track like Glen Helen, to see if it kind of helped and see what it did. And it really just enhanced that front end dive, so I didn't like that. So I stuck with 105. I went as much as 108 at Glen Helen, which was better coming down hills but it just wasn't very good in corners. The front end didn't want to bite. So the happy medium for me was that 105 sh um, shock sag setting. Um, I stiffened the high speed um, one quarter to a half. Um, it helps that landing transition when you're landing off jumps. If you go a little long on the landings, it keeps the, the ass in from bottom and out. Um, acceleration coming out of corners. The shock's really good. It has a lot of comfort. It gives a lot of rear-wheel traction. Um, the connection to your throttle is, is very good on the Kawasaki. And like I said, I have more problems with the fork than I do with the shock. Um, I've heard, and this is just rumors, but I've heard next year's Kawasaki's will have uh, spring forks. So it seems to be the trend with all these manufacturers now. Um, they're going to... Uh, a dual coil spring fork, which is smart. Um, I've heard people going to uh, spring forks on this Kawasaki, like going, you know, A kit uh, KYB or going to a Showa A kit um, and having a lot of success with um, front end feeling. Um, so, depending on how much money you want to spend, um, is what you'll get on, on this bike. But in stock terms, it's a little bit. Um, more comfortable, but the fork is just too soft, and it's kind of a headache to try to dial in versus, you know, a dual coil spring fork. Hey, you looking to get your uh, logo put on a shirt or your hat or even a hoodie? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. These guys produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats for every occasion. Whether you need t-shirts for your employees, t-shirts for your track, or just t-shirts for an event, these guys can make it happen. Maybe you want to start your own clothing brand. Well, let these guys help you out. Get a logo, get some shirts, some hats, some hoodies. Whatever you need, these guys can take care of you. You can mention Kiefer in the contact form and you email them and get 10 free t-shirts. That's pretty cool. 10 free t-shirts with your order. Even if you only order 12 tees, mention Kiefer and get 10 more free shirts. These guys at ScreenPrintingDone.com are cool dudes, and they're helping Kiefer Tested Podcasts. So get a hold of them, make some t-shirts, make some hoodies, sell them, maybe make a little bit of money, and uh, it's a win-win. Thank you, guys. All right, we're back. I do some commercials, so got to pay the bills, right? I don't want to clog up this whole uh, podcast with commercials, but got to fit them in support the people that uh that help me so um going back to the chassis we haven't talked about the chassis yet um so back 
Last year, they changed the frame. They did a lot of chassis development, made it narrower. The whole bike itself is lighter. Um, I've weighed this bike full of fuel, and it's 231 pounds. I think a KTM is around 227, 228. So uh, Kawasaki did a lot of work to this chassis. And you, always, you guys always talk um, about... Um, how does it feel when when you ride? Is it does it feel light? You know, I know it's a 250F, but it does feel a lot lighter than the older chassis that they have, um, and it actually feels lighter than a YZ 250F. But to me, I'm a front end steering guy, and that was one of the reasons why I wasn't a big fan of the Kawasaki um, back in the day, is because uh, I want more front wheel feel. Well, now with this new chassis on the 18. Um, it's more of a neutral, neutral biased chassis feel. I can go into corners and hit a rut or hit a berm, and I have a good front end plant planted feel. Um, I don't have to steer with my rear if I want to. I can on some flat corners. It, it does that. Uh, bump absorption of this frame is excellent. I really think Kawasaki did a great job with the flex character of this this frame. Um, it doesn't feel um, rigid. Um, it flexes enough to where you get a lot of um, tire contact patched to the ground, especially when the ground gets hard, like it always does here in California. But yet, it's stiff enough to where I really like cornering this bike. I get into a corner, it lays down nice, it doesn't want to stand up. Um, there's plenty, like I said, there's plenty of traction. And whipping the bike, it it feels really light, like... I rode this bike for two days. I plan on riding it more this week. I'm really starting to become a fan of just the way the chassis is. And I and I know back in the day when I was doing stuff for Yamaha and uh, even Honda, we used, um, I think it was a 2014 KX chassis um, for a baseline setting to try to, to get the other bikes as good as Kawasaki did. So... Um, Kawasaki's always been really good at um, getting a good balance of the frame, and now the bike doesn't feel as bulky. Um, it's lighter, so um, that's one of the highlights of this bike is the chassis feel. Now, we're talking about ergos. Um, Kawasaki is one of the very few manufacturers out there that give you um, so many adjustments through the handlebar, through the foot pegs, uh, they still use a 7 8 bar. For me, I like a 7 8 bar. I know you guys out there, the first thing you guys do is you go get an oversized bar, and I'm going to get a fat bar. I'm going to get, like, you know, a twin wall or a pro taper bar. Give the 7 8 a chance before you guys go rush and, and spend your money on, on an oversized bar. Yeah, I like oversized bars, but there's a reason why Kawasaki has... Well, there's two reasons. I'll give you two two straight facts. There's two reasons why Kawasaki and Honda, for that matter, have 7.8 bars on their bikes. Um, one is cost. Of course, it's cheaper to put on. Um, number two, flex character. We've talked about this in other podcasts. 7.8, yeah, they, they're going to bend in a crash. They're not as strong. But I'm telling you, flex character of, of the 7.8 is really good. Sometimes when I get off of a 7 8 bar and I put a 1 and 1 8 bar on, um, the bike feels completely different up front just because of the rigidity of the bar. So um, before you guys go switching out the bars, 
Um, give the 7 8 bar a chance. Um, it gives a good feel to the bike. Um, I like the ergos of the bike. I really didn't screw with the, the positioning as much because, like I said, I'm 5'11", almost 6 foot, and I feel like um, the bike itself is, is pretty good for me. I don't the ride um, the rider triangle, which is like we talked about this before, but for for those of you guys who didn't hear it, it's from my butt um, to my legs to my bars. So that's the rider triangle. So you sit on your bike, you put your hand on the bars and your feet on the pegs. That's the rider triangle. That's the rider triangle. And when you test, um, there's a lot that goes involved. There's a lot involved in that part of development and. They did a good job. I do feel like the handlebar is a little bit high. They use a 971 bend Renthal, which is uh, a Carmichael bend, similar to Honda. Uh, but you'll see on a Kawasaki, it'll say 971K. And then on a Honda, it doesn't say K because um, the dimensions are the same. But um, they try to, when Renthal makes these for the manufacturers, um, they, they try to... Uh, prioritize these handlebars for each manufacturer. So I would like a lower bar. So if you're going to stick with a, a 7 8 bar, try a Renthal 983 bend. That's a little bit lower of a bar. That's what I'm going to put on this bike and uh, ride with it for a little bit. And that really helps um, getting the corners better. I don't feel as uh, like ape hanger, so to speak, when I'm going into a corner. I don't feel like my ass ends low and my, my handlebar is high. So uh, I'm going to go to a 983 bend, but overall ergo feeling is really good. I have uh, no problems with it. I know some of the guy, Tyler, uh, when he rode it, he said he'd like to put his uh, bar mounts in the forward position. Um, I think Tyler's a little bit taller than me. I think he's 6'1 or so. So um, I like everything kind of close to me, so when I go in the corner, um, I can really feel the bike. So... Um, it's up to you guys what you guys want to do there, but for me, I felt like it was pretty good. Um, and going back to the weight feeling of the bike, uh, I, I we talk about flickability a lot, and the Kawasaki uh, has a tremendous amount of flickability in the air. When I go, you know, yeah, I'm 40 years old. I'm not scrubbing it like Trey Kennard and Bubba and all this, but when I do scrub, I feel like that scrubbing sensation when I throw the bike into the jump, it's very easy to do on the Kawasaki. To me, it's easier to do than the KTM. I can never, for some reason, I don't know if it's the steel frame or what it is, but I can't scrub it as hard on uh, on a KTM like I can on a, a Kawasaki. So I really like the fact that it's flickable in the air. I can scrub it into a single. I can uh, really lay it down low for me. I know, obviously, if you took a picture of me, it probably looks lame. Um, probably looking like a butt whip more than a, a scrub. But um, sensation-wise, feel-wise, I feel like the Kawasaki um, is more flickable than the KTM. So, boiling it this down to the with Kawasaki, who is this bike for? What is this KX250 um, really made for? Like, who who would really benefit for this bike? So... For the guys out there that want a lot of torque, maybe this isn't the best bike. But the guys that are slightly aggressive, um, that really like a hard-hitting mid-range and good throttle response, I feel like this new KX250F engine is really powerful. And 
where this bike rewards you is when you start getting more aggressive with it, man, this motor shines. Like, I feel like this motor hauls ass once you're up in the mid-range to top. And shifting second to third gear um, is much better than last year. And like I said, I think it's better overall revving-wise. It revs out farther than a Yamaha YZ250F. And y'all know how much I like the YZ250F, but um, to me, it's really going to be interesting to see where this bike heads into the shootout because it did get better. And I know the Yamaha stayed the same. They haven't made any changes. Um, the Honda's somewhat of an, uh, a question mark. The Suzuki hasn't changed at all. And uh, the KTM and the Husky hasn't changed. So... I feel like this Kawasaki is going to creep up in the shootout rankings um, just for the simple fact that its engine is is better than last year's. And in the 250F world, um, yes, chassis is important, suspension is important, but to me, 70% of 250F shootouts is the engine. And you can get away with a little bit of a, a shitty-feeling front end or uh, not-so-good chassis, but the Kawasaki has a good chassis. The only real negative to this bike is the fork. So, man, to me, when I do my shootout, I feel like uh, a lot of these test riders that haven't ridden it are going to be blown away about how good the engine is. So, um, a lot of good things coming out with this 2018 KX250F. Um, I know Travis um, Smith is the R&D rider over there at Kawasaki. And actually, for those of you guys that are familiar, Sean Borkenhagen... He is uh, the other R&D rider at Kawasaki. So uh, those two guys out there, they put a lot of work in these new bikes. And um, just like an engineer, it's their baby, so to speak. You know, they kind of direct the changes, what they think um, the market needs. And um, Travis is a good test guy. Um, and I think he's um, helping Borkenhagen along a little bit. And you can see it's getting better with the 250F. Um, 2019, I think, is going to be a big year for the kx 450 and I think the 250 I think we're going to see um, some big changes and I'm looking forward to it because although I have never been a huge fan of the Kawasaki in the past um, it's getting better um, it's getting more front front end bite so to me it's uh, getting better for my style so I'm looking forward to it Thanking Kawasaki out there for uh, getting me the bikes. I just got the KX450F, which I'll be riding this week. I'm headed up to Pulp um, this morning, and we're going to do the Pulp MX show. And then I'm going to hit the KX450F hard um, this week, although those changes are 0, 0.0 from last year. So basically the same bike, but I'm going to try to get you guys some new settings for that thing. I'm going to go through the fork because it's an air fork. Um, and we'll do a podcast on that sucker at the end of this week. But for those of you guys who are Kawasaki fans and like the KX250F, um, I feel like you're going to really like this new bike. It's a better Kawasaki. I feel like it's going to do better in the shootouts. I've said it 17 times already. And uh, hopefully you guys uh, give me some feedback out there. Let me know how your bike is. And if you guys need any settings um, for this bike, I'm going to continue to ride it and develop some... Uh, better suspension settings for a softer track and a hard pack track and i'm working on putting that up on keyforinktesting.com where you guys can uh just punch in the year and model of your bike 
and you'll have a hard pack setting and a soft setting that will be up on uh, on my website so you guys can start a baseline of yourself and it's easier to get set up so I thank you guys for listening thank you to all of my sponsors that are jumping on board on Kiefer Tested and please guys out there um, support the people that support me support the people that support Mathis and uh, if you guys are buying stuff go to those people because uh, they're putting money in to our sport and they're putting money into uh, the show and they're putting money into Mathis so uh, we appreciate them and we hopefully uh, you guys can uh, get some stuff out of them and make it worth their while so Thanks for listening. Look forward to uh, hearing your guys' comments. If you have any comments, like always, hit me up at chris at kieferinktesting.com. Um, give me some time, guys. I'll get back to you. I uh, try to get um, on my computer every night and hit a few me- few emails back, and um, we'll, uh, we'll get you pointed in the right direction. Um, look forward to seeing you guys on the track. Let me know if you guys have any questions, and uh, I'll be back. Thanks for listening. Asta.